What's going on, KH Nation? It's your boy Kendrick with the Dreadlock Blurred here, back with another Dreadlock Blurred Vlog weekly wrap up. Yeah, I know. It's been like a hot, hot minute since I did this thing. Actually, wow. <clears throat> I think the last time I actually did this was the weekend Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness came out. That's actually when I did one last. So, yeah. Needless to say, it's been quite some time. I've been trying to squeeze in other videos in between then, but the school year is coming to an end, so a lot of activities have been picking up, not only with school, but also with my karate school, so needless to say, I've been quite, quite exhausted, rather, quite exhausted, so I haven't really had the chance to really sit down on weekends and just actually sit in front of you guys and just talk, but I forget, this is probably the most free weekend I've had in recent weeks. So I figured, you know, why not? It's been a while since I've done the show. So let me just jump on here and go ahead and get this thing started. Um, for those of you who are tuning in, thanks for you guys for tuning in. Feel free to share this actually with anybody else you think that would be interested in watching. Um, of course, I am up on Facebook Watch, I'm up on YouTube, I am up on Twitch. Um, you can find me in on various social media platforms as well. Twitter, which I barely use, and I'm really contemplating whether I'm going to get rid of that. Um, TikTok, um, Instagram, um, Messenger, yeah, not all the social medias, but I guess the most relevant social medias for that matter. So that's where you can find me. It's always in the description box, so definitely feel free to go ahead and um, follow me on those. And feel free to chat with me while you're on here the live chat is actually live so if you guys want to shoot me anything um just go right ahead um I'm, i don't know how long tonight's show is going to be actually there's only a couple things entertainment wise i'm going to be covering um but i did want to i did want to touch on a couple of things that um i know a lot of people have also talked about but I haven't had a chance to really share my thoughts on the situation um we are actually <clears throat> um two weeks and a week respectively respectively two major mass shootings that took place here in the states um two weeks ago of course many of you guys know about the um Buffalo supermarket um mass shooting where a um I believe a um I don't know how old the young kid was and I'm not gonna dignify his existence by mentioning his name but on May 14th he entered a Buffalo supermarket and just started shooting um a number of people notably black people um about 10 black people were killed within a shooting and three were injured one of the people killed was actually a security guy who tried to engage with him um, the kid was actually armored up. He had a headgear, bulletproof headgear, and a bulletproof vest. Um, I believe he went in, um, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I believe he went in with, with um, AR-15. He, he went in with, with an assault rifle. He went in with an assault rifle. Um, it was also found out that he had written a manifesto, you know, talking about how the white race has been slowly but surely being replaced. And so this was his way of countering, counteracting that. Um, Mike, what is going on? Yeah, it, it, it really, 
is tragic. What's even worse is the fact that, you know, the way he was apprehended, he was taken in, you know, no harm was done to him. If we're, if we're any other situation or any other different type of people, we know how that situation would go. But he went in there specifically targeting black people. And a lot of people that he, you know, he killed were older black people, you know, just doing things on a regular basis. They were at a supermarket just going shopping. And as far as I know, I don't know what's come up, become of him as of yet. I haven't really been following. Um, truth be told, I, I don't really go out of my way too, too much to follow the stories afterwards. Usually the only thing I want to know is, is that person going to jail? Is that person going under the jail? Or what? What? What, what is? What is the punishment? That's gonna go with the crime. That's usually what I care about. What's the punishment? Because this act of racial terrorism. Let's let's just be real. Because it was racial terrorism. You know that act of racial terrorism should go extremely. Should not go without being extremely punished. So you guys can probably fill me in on whether or not. Um, what the situation with that is um i haven't really been following it um i have been kind of keeping my ear close to the ground with the recent one um many of you guys know that there was a massive a massive <clears throat> a massive school shooting in uvalde texas um at rob elementary school um 19 victims were killed 19 victims that include two teachers the rest were children, literally between the ages of 9 and 11. Um, this this act of violence was perpetrated by an 18-year-old by the name of Salvador Ronaldo Ramos. Um, there's no other, as far as I know, I haven't gotten any other information about this this perpetrator also. But I believe, but he he is dead though. I I will mention that he was he he was killed. Um, I forgot, and I just knew this the other day. I forgot who actually, you know, took him out. But he he was dealt with. Um, the past couple of days there's been a lot of anger, right? For this, but a lot of anger at the police or police department's response to the situation. Um. Many of you guys are probably aware of the fact that the police waited, like, I believe about an hour to actually go in and actually do what needed to be done to apprehend the individual. You know, you know, in most other cases, those situations are, are trying to be dealt with right away. And, you know, it was a situation where you have parents, relatives of these students, of these kids, of these people in the school ready to take action, ready to jump in and do what they need to do to save their kids or save somebody else. You know, I've heard stories about some of the kids actually, you know, trying to def trying to call the police to come in and do something. Um, one of the teachers who was who unfortunately lost a lot, she she gave her life trying to save her students. You know, to add more tragedy to that, the one teacher that did that, you know, her husband passed away like two days later of a heart attack. But let's be real here. He passed away because of a broken heart. You know, he lost his wife. So he, it was his high school sweetheart. They have four kids together. 
and because of a sister's act of violence she's gone and it just broke him and that happens more often than you think guys it definitely happens more often than you think and while both of these events are extremely tragic you know we, I, we, we, we live in a time where at least there's at least and I really hate to say this there's at least maybe and, and, and I'm just ballparking here you can you can definitely name off a school shooting that takes place every year. I'd say since for me rather for me since you know I think since middle school. There's been like a school shooting almost every year. I think I I want to say Columbine might have been when either when I was in middle school or I just got into high school. I I haven't looked that up. In fact, I can look that up right now. In make sure I got my cuz I mean actually it, if I'm not yeah it was around I don't even have to look at it. I actually really I just remember when it took place it was really around you know right before the millennium you know I believe it was like 1999 um you know the two people who were responsible for that you know were all themselves being part of the trench coat mafia remember this is around the time when the matrix was getting ready to come out and just and had just come out so that was their aesthetic that they were going for as far as um exacting these crimes you know so yeah combine you know i i was just getting ready to go into high school around that time so and while there's some of them that probably haven't been mentioned there's at least one school shooting a year and it, it raises the question the age-old question about you know gun control and gun rights and gun regulation you know a few days ago I had posted up on my Facebook and I mentioned how the government seems to let me, let me, let me see if I can actually find it I'm, I'm probably just going to do that that would probably make the most sense to just find what I posted up Give me a second here, but again, you know, we look back at all these things and we just got to ask ourselves, what is it going to take for the government to understand? What is it going to take for them to really get it in their heads that, you know, this stuff isn't working, you know, I mean, and, and this is in court, this is in concordant with a lot of other situations going on in America right now. Um, the idea that, you know, certain states want to overturn Roe versus Wade, which gives women, you know, autonomy over their bodies as far as like, you know, reproductive rights, abortion rights, things like that. You know, if Roe v. Wade gets overturned in those states that, you know, downright are looking to ban abortion, we're going to look at, you know, a situation where women who are in desperation are going to travel elsewhere to get their procedure done when they could just get it done in the safety of where they live. Um, and then and to add on to the fact that we have, you know, we have certain individuals who are, who have easy access to purchase assault rifles. Because let, let, let's be clear, these people aren't just purchasing like regular old handguns at like a local gun store, like a little pea shooter or 
revolver or something like that. These are military grade weapons, so so to speak. Military grade weapons, an assault rifle. What do you need an assault rifle for at the age of 18? And these gun laws are extremely loud. Well, now, granted, I live in New Jersey, so gun laws are <laughs> are really strict here in New Jersey. Really strict. Like, if there have been any shootings at schools, if they, and, and that's a big if, if there have been any school shootings in New Jersey, it's very, 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 very few and far between, or it's just never happened. Because New Jersey has strict gun laws. States that have strict gun laws, you don't hear about these situations happening. At least in schools. Like other places, that's a different story. But schools is one thing. And the only reason why I'm speaking on schools because not only as a black guy in America, a person who works in the public school system, a person who is pretty much spends 90% of my day around children, I'm the most important thing is I'm about to be a dad. You know, I'm about to be a father myself. And these are the things that I think about on a regular basis. And I'm even thinking about it more because I have a kid on the way. You know, what does it say to us as a society where we have to worry about kids possibly being victims of a mass shooting at a place where it's supposed to be learning. I mean, you, you you have to, these are the questions that you have to ask yourself. And these are the questions that a lot of people, I don't think aren't really taking the time to ask, you know. That post I put up, I had people, you know, mentioning about the fact that, you know, you know, the right to bear arms is a right that every American has, which is correct and is really designed so that if the all chance that the government decides to turn against his own people, then we have the right to stop them. The government has been against us for years, people. The government has never been for us. I want you guys to understand that right now. The government has never been for us. And this isn't conspiracy theory talk. This is none of that shit. The government hasn't been for us the way you think it is. Many politicians, many constituents, especially, you know, many in the um, conservative aisle of politics, they love guns. They, they absolutely love guns. And don't get me wrong, everybody loves guns. I like guns. I don't own any guns, but I like guns. But that doesn't change the fact that there are certain individuals that should not be allowed to purchase firearms. And this is what I've been saying for the I've been saying this for the past couple of years. There should be an evaluation. Anyone looking to purchase a firearm should be evaluated psychologically. Now, and I know most of you people are going to say what's always been said, like that's not going to stop anybody from purchasing guns illegally. No, it's not going to stop that. But it will stop those who do try to purchase it legally from not being able to do so. You know, yes, I know there's a lot of black market arms dealing going on in in the in the, um, in the world. I understand that, but here in the states where the government supposedly is looking towards the future, it doesn't really seem that way because with this happening, and then of course you know certain states looking to overturn Roe versus Wade, you're telling us. That we need to have more kids. 
but you're not doing anything to help us keep those kids alive. Look at this baby formula shortage that we got going on right now. How in the year of our commie, 2022, is there a baby formula shortage? And now there's a lot of you that are probably saying, well, they just breastfeed. Like, it's not that simple. Some women actually have a hard time really producing breast milk. Some can't even do it. You know, so you, you there's that to consider. You got to consider those that can't actually do it or for those that is a very hard time for them to do it. It's not always a guarantee that a mother is going to be able to breastfeed. That's why formula was created. And the fact that we have a shortage right now is very asinine to me. It's very, really fucking ridiculous. You know, you want us to have, well, scratch that. Let me be, let me be correct. You want people with more fairer skin. And this isn't, this isn't, no, this isn't racial stuff. This isn't racial. Let, let, let's be real. You know, the birth rate has dropped significantly because, let's be honest here, folks. A lot of people have wisened up for a couple of reasons. They've either realized that they are not fit to be parents, their lifestyle or their livelihood does not allow for them to have offspring. Um, they physically can't, whether it's a genetic thing or an illness thing or whatever. Or they just can't financially do it, which is the most plausible thing because the economy is shit right now. So I would say the, maybe the generation right before me and my generation and generations after us are coming realizing that they don't necessarily need to have kids. You know, that's, that was an old ideology. That was an old way of thinking that that's what you're supposed to do here in America. You're supposed to get married. You're supposed to have kids. That's supposed to be the American dream. Dreams can change. Dreams can absolutely change. You know, desires can absolutely change. Like, I'll tell you right now, I've always known that I wanted to have kids. I've always known that. So, you know, me and my wife, we've already, we've, we've known that from a long time ago that we wanted to have kids. And now we're going to be blessed with one. Some people don't want kids. And that's okay. It's okay for them to not want to have kids. Now, again, if those situations are pop up where, you know, somebody gets pregnant and they don't really see themselves being able to care for this kid or even carry the baby, you know, that's when the abortion option comes into play. And regardless of whether you want to throw religion into this or not, it doesn't matter. What matters is, is how you handle this health-wise. Because we've all heard of situations where not even just regular teenagers, pre-teens pre are getting pregnant from certain situations. You know, certain molestation type of situations and stuff like that. Things like that. You know, what if a person, whether the mother's body really isn't capable of handling that kind of stress because let's be real here folks pregnancy is a real is a real strain on the on the mother's body it's a real strain while it's also a blessing there's a lot that's a lot of changes that the body goes through a lot of changes that the body female body goes through during pregnancy some people live for for it some people can't stand it and some people don't even want to think about it 
women have the right to choose what they want to do with their body as far as reproductive rights is concerned. And we have to uphold that. And if we're going to sit here and allow certain governments or certain factions of the government to overturn something like that, then where the hell is this society going? Where, which direction are we headed to? Because I've heard many people make the joke that it seems like we're going backwards. We're going back to like the 50s and stuff. And it's like, they're not entirely wrong. It does kind of feel like we're kind of going backwards instead of going forwards. And what's that going to say to future generations as to how the world is supposed to work? The only reason you would ever need an assault rifle is if you're a soldier, honestly speaking. If you're a soldier in the military and you have the proper training to use such a weapon, that's when you should have one. What do you need an assault rifle at home for? And before anyone tries to come out here and correct me talking about, you know, it's not really an assault rifle. Listen, if it's military grade, if only certain individuals are allowed to use the kind of weaponry, then what are you gonna do? Okay? What the hell are you gonna do? Something has to change. You know, I I a lot of my friends who are parents right now, you know, we're going through it this week. You know, very nervous to send their kids to school. You know, even me, even us as educators going into work, you know, listening to some of the stories that the parents were sharing about their fears. You know, what what what, what does it say as a society where instead of just having fire drills, we now have fire drills, shelter in place, lockdown, active shooter. Why? Is it the children's responsibility for them to be safe? When is the when is the lawmaker society to prevent shit like this from even happening? And I know there's always gonna be things, there's always gonna be little holes in the armor, there's always gonna be those individuals that get through the cracks. We as the adults are supposed to seal up those cracks. We're supposed to prevent shit like that from happening. There's no way. There's no reason 19 individuals should be dead. Especially if the cops were already there. You know, they say their, they say their model is to serve and protect. I already know who, but who do you think it is? I, I already know the answer to that. So, I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. And as time goes on, you know, and I've entertained this for before for other reasons, but the idea of homeschooling doesn't sound too bad of an idea even more so now. It really does not. You know, I mean, there's going to be options that we have to weigh, but when when children can't be safe in an environment that's supposed to be like the safest environment of all, aside from their home, we're failing. We're we're, we're, we're failing kids. We are failing kids who are supposed to be the next generation, who are supposed to be better than us. We're doing them a disservice. And we're doing the people who educate and take care of these children a disservice also. You know, they want to put you know, they want to throw around the idea of teachers learning how to shoot guns and having guns. For what? 
what the fuck for? A lot of educators, educators barely get paid enough as it is, and now you want us to you want us to be John Wick in the classroom too? Is that what you want? You want us to be the Terminator in there? No, it doesn't make any sense. It's idiotic. It, it doesn't make any sense at all. So, all, all, I, can, all I can say is def definitely rest in peace to the victims of the Buffalo supermarket shooting and to the victims of Rob Elementary School shooting. This should not have happened. This should not have happened. And unless something is done to regulate these certain individuals from purchasing firearms, it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. And I hate to say that. But let's be real here. It's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. And we really got to start looking at who these people are that are trying to purchase these things. It, 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 there's, so many, there's so many little steps that have to be taken that are not being taken. And until then, you know, all parents are going to do is protect their own. Well, not so much their own, but protect those that can't protect themselves. That's what it is. But um, you guys can let me know what your thoughts are on that situation. I know, Mike, you said that is tragic. It absolutely is tragic. But um, what's that coach's name? Who, who um, I know that video has been going around on social media who discussed, discussed the Rob Elementary School shooting. And he pretty much said, like, you know, the government needs to do something. It, it, it needs to do something. I know it's not going to do anything because that's what the government does. They do absolutely nothing except line their pockets with money. But something's got to change. Um, I don't have any ideas off the top of my head right now, but something has definitely got to change. But like I said, you guys let me know what your thoughts are on this subject and we can probably keep that discussion going from there. Going from grim to a little bit lighthearted, um, gonna jump into a couple of quick reviews. Um, I was able to watch. I've been. I have been steady watching things over the past couple of weeks or so since my last show. So don't think I haven't. Um, just to top to go off the top, you know, This Is Us is finally over. The hit series on NBC concluded with its final episode this past Tuesday. It ran for six seasons, and. I have to say, it's a pretty fit ending. It's a pretty good ending. Um, of course, this is follows um, the big three. Um, Kevin Pearson, Kate Pearson, and Randall Pearson. Three triplets, although Randall is the black one, who are the children of Rebecca Pearson and Jack Pearson. Um, Milo Ventimiglia, um, Mandy Moore, who, 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 who deserves an Emmy at this point right now. It's time for Mandy Moore to get her Emmy. Let, I'm gonna just gonna be real, because this is us. It's her tour de force. It it really is. So it's time for her Emmy. But Justin Hartley, um, Chrissy Metz, and um, Sterling K. Brown as the big three. The show the show's amazing, and it's funny because six years ago I had no idea I was gonna be so in love with this show, but me and my wife who was then my girlfriend at the time. We just decided to check it out, and we've been going with it for the whole six season run. We've been going with it strong, and I have to say the way it ended was actually pretty satisfying. It was really satisfying. I'm not going to give anything away, 
I'm just gonna say that this series is well acted. A lot of the twists and turns that this show's make that the show takes is a very good, very interesting twist and turns. Um, I can't say enough about the cast. These actors and actresses that are part of the series do phenomenal work. And as I said, it is time for Mandy Moore to get her Emmy. It's time. Because aside from the big three, she carries this show. From playing a young mother to a middle-aged mother to an older mom. You know, later on in the season, she develops, I believe, um, she, she develops dementia. And... She, she acted the hell out of that role. She, she was great. You know, everyone attached to that show deserves all their flowers. Like, they really, really do. It's such a great, it's such a fantastic show. And I'm glad it ended the way it did. It was a very faint ending. And I couldn't have seen it going any other way. It was, it was, it's a fantastic series. Fantastic series. You can catch it on Hulu. If I'm not mistaken, you can catch it on Hulu so you can watch it there. Um, and... Yeah, it, it was a great ending. So, again, thank you very much to This Is Us for being such a great show. All Every single season. I think that, I don't think This Is Us had a bad season. I'd probably have to go back and rewatch it, but I don't think there was any point that This Is Us have a bad season. I think every season was actually phenomenal. I enjoyed every season. So, uh, moving right along. Star Wars Obi-Wan premiered this week on Disney Plus, the first two episodes at that. You know, the return of Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi is always great to see. And it's very interesting because, you know, we, we've been watching the progression of Ewan McGregor, age over the, Ewan McGregor age over the years. And at some point, he's going to look like the Obi-Wan that we were introduced to in A New Hope. You know, um, basically, this story takes place sometime after Order 66. After Basically, sometime after Revenge of the Sith. Um, the Jedi's who survived are, of course, hiding, you know, keeping a low profile. Um, of course, Obi-Wan is on Tatooine. So this, this limited series, I believe it's a limited series, is going to chronicle Obi-Wan's time from after the Revenge of the Sith up into A New Hope. Um, I don't know the actor who's playing young Luke. Um, I've got the actor's name who's playing young Leia. They are both 10 years old at this time, although Leia looked younger a lot. Young Leia looked a lot younger in this. She looked like she was eight, or maybe even younger than that. But, um, it was interesting seeing those characters interact. Um, Jimmy Smith returned as Bail Organa. Um, um, Joel Edgerton returns as, um, Ben. Uh, I mean, excuse me, Owen, Uncle Owen. Um, series is great. You know, we are introduced to Baz, the, the Inquisitors, um, the Grand Inquisitor. And then, of course, there's, I believe, his third sister. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe his third sister, Reva, who, 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 I needed Reva to die, like, yesterday. Like, this girl is relentless. Super relentless. But I enjoyed the hell out of it. I enjoy the series. I know a lot of people had their gripes with the series, but I think I'm going to enjoy it. But Star Wars, so of course I'm going to stay with it. We got H we got Disney Plus, so I'm going to be tuning in every week to see how the story unfolds. Um, I believe the series is only six episodes. Um, let me look that up just to be sure. Um...
mean, you guys let me know in the comment section, but I believe Obi-Wan is only six episodes. It's not that long. Alright, that's taking forever. But yeah, you guys let me know in the comments how long Obi-Wan is. But I mean, like I said, it's great. Um, even the opening scene in the first episode, which is pretty much picking right up with Order 66. Um, Jedi Younglings are training in the temple and they are attacked by the clone troopers. And I I don't I don't know who that lady's name is, but she was a complete badass in that scene her jedi work is phenomenal and i'm sad that she fell to order 66 but she did a hell of a job defending some of the younglings it was of course speculated that like those younglings that survived that supposedly survived order 66 actually become the inquisitors because this usually tends to that usually what happens with darth vader he turns jedis who survive especially the younglings into his inquisitors to hunt other jedi so like I said, Ewan McGregor does a great job. He just rolls right back into Obi-Wan Kenobi role. Especially the older one. Um, Joel Edgerton as, um, um, as Uncle Owen does a great job. So again, I forgot the young lady's name, but it's um, young Leia. But I've seen people on Twitter complain about how dumb young Leia absolutely is. And she's just a kid. She's a kid in this, but it's like, wow. Like... Just wow. But I've, I'm very much looking forward to the remainder of the series. I can't wait to see what happens. And I will definitely be tuning in. Post your comments. You guys let me know what you thought about um, Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm pretty sure all of you guys who are watching it are enjoying it and can't wait for the next episode. So I definitely can't wait to see that. I had no intention of binging Stranger Things Season 4 Part 1. I had no intention. I literally, I knew it dropped Friday. I watched the first episode Friday night and then I spent all day yesterday after I got home from teaching binging the entire season. I was up until 3 o'clock in the morning watching the whole thing. Um, of course, as I mentioned, Stranger, Stranger Things is back with a Season 4 Part 1. Um, we haven't seen anything Stranger Things since... I think season three was, what was it? Was that 2018? When, when was that? See, um, now I gotta go back. Uh, let's see here. Let me just double check that for you guys. I believe season three was 2018. I could be wrong, but it was a good minute. I mean, I know they were working on this for Yes. I mean, so yeah, I was close. It was 2019. Season, really? Season 3 was 2019? Yes, yes. Season 3 was 2019. That, that's absolutely right. Oh, yeah. Season 3 was 2019. So, it was two years. It was literally, yeah, like two years until the next season. Because season 1 was 2016. Season 2 was 2017. Season 3 was 2019. And season 4, part 1 is 2022. So it was, it's been quite some time, and you know, a Stranger Things fans have been fiending for it, just fiending, fiending, fiending for it. And now we got. And I'm gonna tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, this has to be one of the best seasons 
of Stranger Things I've ever watched. Like, I was on the edge of my seat for every single episode this season. And it's interesting this season because... And not to make this sound bad, but this season is kind of all over the place. Um, you gotta remember, when season three ended, um, Will, Joyce, and Jonathan, along with Eleven, they moved to California as a way for Elle and the buyer's family to kind of start a new life. Um, after the events with the Russians um, and dealing with the upside down and the keys that the Russians were building, you know, we thought Hop we thought Hopper was dead. Turns out he wasn't. Um, and the rest of the, um, I guess, uh, um, I can't call them the Scooby Games because that belongs to Buffy. But I guess the um, the D and D gang, the D and D gang, the rest of them remain back in Hawkins. Um, things have been relatively okay, or so we thought. Um, the big bad in this season, um, Vecna is amazing. It's an amazing villain, you know. It's one thing to have the Demogorgon and then to have the Mind Flayer and then to have the Mind Flayer monster for the first three seasons, but Vecna is a complete... I'm telling you, Vecna is oh, it's a completely different animal. Completely different. Um, Every episode... Every episode is literally like a mini-movie. It really is like um, like some episodes are like over an hour, um, over like hour. I think like I think episode seven of part one was like an hour and thirty minutes. It was like an hour and thirty minutes. It was really long, you know. So they jump from different sections because you got Will, you got Will, you got um Mike, and you got Jonathan dealing with the situation back in Cali. Um, now that, you know, trying to help with L, you got the people in, you got the guys in Hawking, um, you know, all these guys are growing up, they're coming to their own, um, Lucas, he's become part of the basketball team, so he's trying to be one of the cool kids now. Um, Jonathan and Nancy, they have their little situation. Um, Steve is still the big brother, he's still the overprotective big brother, which is awesome to see. And Robin is still doing her quirky thing, um... Everything about the season was fantastic. Murray. Murray is the greatest man alive. Murray is fantastic. We see Hopper in Russia, you know, trying to find a way to get back to the States. Joyce is still Joyce. She's still great. You know, it's like they didn't miss a beat at all. And, again, just everything about this is just, is just, it was, it was awesome to watch. It was awesome to watch. It's definitely one of those things that you could probably go back and just watch each episode as its own movie. It's, it's that great. And the dynamic with how they're dealing with the Upside Down and how they're dealing with Vecna is very interesting because now we're getting even deeper backstory. Not only just about Eleven, but about Hawkins and the Upside Down and how all this ties in together. All, all, all I'm going to say is this. Um, one of the characters that we're introduced to Number one, if you've seen the season, you already know what I'm talking about. But if you haven't, all I gotta say is patient number one. Wait, man, patient boy, patient number one, man. That's oh, oh. Right, that, that's that's all I can say. That is all I can say about it. Um, 
everybody does a great job. Everyone's essentially getting older. You know, we're dealing with a whole bunch of different dynamics. It's about to get, it's about to be crazy because I believe, um, um, part two, of course, part two is coming out in July. It's coming out July 1st. Um, and I believe that's only like two more episodes, if I'm not mistaken. Let me just double check that. Excuse me. So, yeah. Um, episode 8 and episode 9 both premiere on July 1st of this year. And that'll wrap it up. Um, I... I want to say that they announced that they would be doing a season five, and then that would be it. But I'm not quite sure. Um, let me just double check that I could be wrong, but let me just make sure I'm correct. Uh, I believe that the Duffer Brothers mentioned that they would do a season five, and then that would be the that would be it. That would be the um, the final season. Let me just check that just to be sure. Oh, uh, oh, and aside, and aside from, aside from patient number one, the character of Eddie is a great addition to the show. You know, he's not, he's not, a, he's not a jerk. Um... He, he, he's he's a, he's a D&D guy. He, he's pretty much like the group, but he's just a lot older and a lot crazier. And it's great seeing... It. He is a, such a great addition to the cast. And I'm going to be interested to see that, um, what they do with it. Um, yes, so, yeah. So, season five will definitely be the final season of Stranger Things. So, it's going to be interesting to see how they wrap this season up. Considering that they have two episodes left, but... Those two episodes are gonna play out like movies. They're gonna be extremely long. So, but I'm here for it. I, I'm I'm here for it. I'm definitely here for it. So I can't wait to see where this goes. I mean, they're currently in the year. I believe they're in the year 1987 right now. They're in 1987. So that's the year they're at right now. So, who knows? Maybe in season five they'll jump to the 90s. That's a possibility that they will jump to the 90s. You know, with the, at the rate the kids, the cast members are growing up at this point, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they jump into the 90s. But everyone does a great job. It's really so great to see these guys come back. Again, I wasn't planning on binging the entire season, but I just, I, I couldn't help myself. I was just, I wanted to see what was going to happen next. I had to see what was going to happen next. So again, 3 o'clock this morning, I went to, I went to sleep. Finishing up Stranger Things Season 4 Part 1. So that's what happened. Um, you guys let me know what your thoughts are with um, Stranger Things um, Season 4 Part 1. And what do you think is going to happen in um, Part 2. Which is really just two episodes. But those are probably going to play out like a whole entire season. So you guys let me know in the comment section. And we'll just keep that discussion going. Um, I think that will do it as far as reviews. Um... I will mention that um, Young Justice um, Phantoms has been picking up. Uh, as it felt really slow in the beginning, but it's starting to get really good now. Um, now that um, um, Zod, his son, and his wife have essentially escaped the Phantom Zone. Spoilers, if you guys didn't know, if you've been watching. So they finally escaped the Phantom Zone. It's about to get real. 
It's about to get real saucy. And um, fans, of, I don't know how many episodes are left, but it's about to get real saucy for um, Young Justice. Really, 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 really saucy. And this is actually a pretty interesting segue. Honestly, it's a pretty interesting segue. Considering that we're talking about, you know, individuals as superpowers in terms of Stranger Things and, of course, superheroes, you know, as far as Young Justice. Because the one thing I want to talk about in today's um, show um, is a subject that I asked about last week. So, in my attempt to be a lot more active as far as a content creator is concerned, I've started posting up what questions on TikTok and, and social media, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. So, I try to think of a series of what if scenarios that would be interesting, and I um and I open and I open open you and I pose it to you guys, so you guys can you know share what your answers or be or what your thoughts would be. So last week's question was, what if the first meta human was born this year, 2022? What do you, who do you think it would be? What would happen to that individual, and how would society react? A couple of people have sent me a couple of answers and they all pretty much sound the same and it's pretty much unanimous in what they were pretty much thinking. My my cousin Paris automatically said that individual be captured, brainwashed, weaponized, cloned in that order. Um, another one of uh, a former student of mine pretty much echoed the same sentiments essentially let's see if I can find that okay might not be here let's check this one oh I'm booking I'm in the wrong section I don't know so let's switch that back up again Sorry about that, folks. Give me one second. I'm just trying to find it. Yeah, he this one um Hassan. He said he's going to be captured. Someone's going to catch him using the powers recording. Government's going to pick them up, experiment on them, extract their DNA, make super soldiers. So, if history has taught us anything, especially here in the States, that is that America is not above experimentation on individuals. It's not above it. So, that was, that was pretty much my consensus, but I wanted to just take it a little a step further. You know, the idea of the metahuman, which is essentially a superhuman, you know, has never been far-fetched. It's, it's been explored for decades. The idea of, like, the Superman. You know, an individual with powers that are far greater than regular humans. You know, whether it be an extrasensory thing or a body durability thing. You know, things like that. We've always fantasized it. You know, that's why comic books exist. That's why these movies like the MCU and the DCEU and things like that exist 
but it does make you want to it does make you beg the question what would the world how would the world react if a metahuman was born this year what what, what what would society do you know i mean aside from the obvious and you know taking it experimenting on it finding out where this power comes from you know how does it work how is it activated how can you weaponize it because they always want to weaponize something here in america it just makes you it just begs the question you know when you look at when you look at such mediums such as you know let's for let's say for let's for instance let's look at marvel with the x-men which is pretty much they are pretty much metahumans the x-men are metahumans you know yeah, that's the other term for metahuman is mutant. You know, these are individuals that were born with abilities. Some of them develop like outright right from the womb. Others, you know, they kind of hit during puberty. In fact, I think that's like one of the allegories. It's like your mutant powers awaken like when you hit puberty usually. So it's interesting to look at something like that because you know we always fantasize about about having different abilities and different powers and stuff, but what would be the implications of that? You know, I look at the movie Man of Steel, and I know a lot of people have their gripes with it, but it's still one of my favorite Superman movies to date, and it's because of the fact that in this instance, Clark Kent is hiding himself from the world. He's trying to stay as low-key as possible so people don't you know, get too privy to what he can do. You know, Jonathan Kent in the movie, you know, essentially tells him, like, listen, your powers are your are for you what to do with them. But, you know, you just gotta be ready for the consequences and have to take into consideration whether the world is ready ready for an individual like you. You know, a lot of people aren't used to hearing that kind of narrative because they're used to seeing Superman being, you know, the guy about truth, justice, and the better tomorrow, and just being proud of what he can do. And that's not to say that, you know, Henry Cavill's Clark Kent is not proud of what he can do. Of course, he knows what he can do, but in today's world, because you got to remember, Man of Steel came out in 2013. That is today's world, and in today's world where everyone's very skeptical of someone who's so benevolent. And someone and people and individuals are very scared about meeting someone who can do something that everybody else can't do. The reaction that Superman got in Man of Steel sounds about the type of reaction that any individual with many human abilities would get today. Excuse me. This is that that is exactly what would happen. And I think people are more upset about the fact that that's exactly what would happen as opposed to how Superman was portrayed in that movie. You know, one of the biggest things in this season of Stranger Things is Elle feels like she's out of place. Again, not to give any spoilers away, but that's kind of pretty much the whole thing. You know, she feels completely out of place living a normal life. She doesn't know how to be a normal person because she didn't grow up that way. She grew up in a lab. You know, yeah, um, staying with Will, Joyce, and Jonathan helped a great deal, and she puts on a good front as being normal but deep down she feels like she doesn't belong in her mind she kind of feels like a monster and you gotta remember at this point 
she doesn't have her power. She doesn't have her abilities anymore. So she doesn't know. She doesn't really know how to function outside of that. You know, there, there's many, there's many layers that you have to explore when it comes to the talk discussion about metahuman abilities. One, you got to think of how would it affect your family. You know. Depending on what gender you are, where, what ethnicity you are, and whatever place in the world you are, you got to think about how does this affect the people around you? Because, I mean, as Spider-Man's uncle Ben said, with, big, with great power to come, there has to come with great responsibility. And it's not the responsibility to help everybody else, that's not it. It's the responsibility to keep yourself in check. You know? You know, one of the um, characters in this season is a prime example of that. And I'm not going to give anything away. You just have to watch it to really understand what I'm talking about. But you think about, you know, characters like Superman or the Hulk or, you know, Spider-Man. Spider-Man for that matter. You know, look at characters like the Flash. A character who can literally travel through time just by running you know or someone like the scarlet witch who in the comics is a mutant but you know in the mcu it has full-on you know witchcraft powers you know so these are things that we have to look at and then you got to ask yourself i mean the first question is how does this affect the people around me and then the other thing is that how how is society going to look at you because you have to think about that because, you know, one of the biggest things that we know about here as human beings, like humans, humans fear what they don't understand and they absolutely hate what they fear. If they can't understand something, they become afraid of it and then they end up hating it, you know. And then, yes, us as individuals, if we were in a situation where we woke up one day and we had metahuman abilities, we would probably freak out. You know, a lot of us try to put on the front and say that we know is that we would know exactly what to do, but no, we would absolutely freak the fuck out. Especially depending on what your meta human ability is. For instance, let's say your meta human ability is to be able to fly, which is a, a, an ability I've always wanted. There's no doubt that if I woke up one day and I had the ability to fly, I'd be freaking out because I wouldn't know what to do. I wouldn't know how to bring myself down. I wouldn't know how to, you know, activate it, you know, you know, you know, I mean, and essentially you look at things like Dragon Ball Z and even Invincible that tried to explain how the ability to fly actually works, you know, it's, it, it's, it's things like that that you got to consider. And a lot of us don't know whether or not the government has things cooking up in their labs or has, or maybe has in their position humans with metahuman abilities right now we don't know that for sure it's a possibility but we don't know that for sure and if it is a possibility what kind of experiments are being done to them because one thing scientists are going to do they're going to experiment they're going to pay someone to experiment on this find out how it works how it can be replicated how it can be duplicated how it can be enhanced how it can be toned down, how it can be deactivated should it need to be deactivated. These are things you gotta consider. Now, 
you look at something like Captain America and the Winter Soldier, you know, the MCU's version of Isaiah Bradley talked about, you know, how he was injected with the Super Soldier Serum and he basically became like a new Captain America. But after he did what he did for the American government, they locked him away in prison for 30 years. There's that, you know, they can, they, and, and I'm not even going to say it's just the United States. Any government all over the world, their first thing will probably be to weaponize that ability. To use it for war. To gain the upper hand. We all know that to be true. I mean, I mean, it's happened in common with any superhero or a superpowered medium that exists. There's always that scenario where the government takes that ability and weaponizes it for their own personal gain. Who knows how things would go? Like, honestly speaking, if it's me answering this question, I would definitely say, I mean, there's a lot of different circumstances because depending on where you live, you might have a family that's just probably gonna do what the kids did and try to protect them, hide you from the world, make you cover it up so you don't expose yourself. Or you could be in a situation where you expose yourself and then the government looks at you and then they take you in and then you become a lab rat. You know, it's, it's interesting because I think back to the hero, the hero series that was on NBC and I believe it was um, season three, Villains, where, you know, we got introduced to um, Peter Petrelli's father played by Robert Forrester, who was um, um, Arthur Petrelli. You know, he had this company called Pinehurst, which specialized in studying, meta studying people with special abilities. Um, that was actually the whole basis of the third season was understanding human abilities and being able to give it to other people. You know, they created this formula that would give people special abilities. It would, they would always be completely at random. And yeah, the people who were born with the abilities, born with their own abilities that didn't like the idea of their abilities being weaponized, used to create super soldiers because that was the first thing they did. They started picking out test subjects from the military that would be good fit, good candidates to possess certain abilities. It's, it's interesting. Like, I know the quality of Heroes went down over time, but I would, I really feel like Heroes was a show that was ahead of its time, to a degree. Especially that first season. That first season was fantastic. But these are the things you gotta consider. These are the things you have to look at. And, I don't know. A meta human being born in 2022, like, my advice would be to just stay hidden. Honestly speaking, like, I know to be a superhero would probably be the first thing you want to think about, but you have to be careful. Like, there's, def there's different factions and governments and cabals that would jump at the chance to get their hands on a meta human. To get their hands on many human abilities. You know, I have to agree with my friend and my cousin. I feel, I would definitely agree that they, that individual will be taken, drugged up, studied, experimented on. They would find a way to isolate that ability, take it, experiment, experiment on it, replicate it, militarize it, and that'd be that. That would definitely be that. That's how that would go. You know, so 
I don't know. If such an individual exists right now, just do yourself a favor. You know, keep that ability to yourself. Don't let yourself get exposed. Because you do, it's probably going to lead to a bad time. Unless you want to be exposed. Unless you want that situation, like, unless you want something like that to happen to yourself. That's one thing. But if you do not, don't let yourself get caught in that little trap. Don't let it, because it can easily happen. It's not that far-fetched. But that's pretty much going to do it for me, guys. I just wanted to talk about that situation, talk about everything else, and just talk about that what-if scenario. Again, this is something I'm going to be doing every week, the what-if scenario. So if you're following me on Instagram, and if you're following me on TikTok, then you will see these things pop up every week. You will see a new question pop up every single week. So as a matter of fact, I will give you a freebie right now. This week's question is, what if technology was created that would allow individuals to dream walk into parallel universes much like how Wanda was able to dream walk using you know her magic to parallel universes what if technology was built that would allow individuals like you and me to dream walk into parallel universes would you do it and do you think people would abuse it so that's the question for this week going into next week so we will talk about this we will talk about this subject next week next weekend and i will and i promise to be back next weekend for sure all right but that'll do it for me guys i hope you guys enjoyed the show um it's kind of short one hour but not bad you know it's pretty all right but um you guys you're probably wondering why i'm looking at this office signing on this these allergies have been kicking my butt allergies have been kicking my whole ass for the past couple weeks and in fact this week i've really been feeling it i definitely feel it in my voice my voice isn't as clear as it used to be and not only that but it's kind of hot in this room so i definitely gotta get jumping on getting a fan a window fan in here asap especially for the kid so but other than that i hope you guys enjoyed the show Feel free to share this with all your friends, family, anyone you think would be interested in watching my um show. Um, be sure to post your comments or your whatever anywhere you can reach me. Uh, the audio for this will go up in the middle of the week. In fact, it might go up tomorrow. You know, I'll have to work tomorrow. It's Memorial Day, so I might try to just get it up tomorrow for all your podcast listening services. Um, mainly Anchor and Spotify. That's where you can find me at. Um, if you want to be a guest panelist on the show, let me know, and I will definitely get you in there. I, I am not above having guests coming on the show for a discussion. In fact, the more the merrier. So that'll do it for me, guys. I will catch you guys later. I'm out.